Football season's finally back, and on today's pod, we're talking week one of college football and looking forward to the start of the upcoming NFL season with division winner predictions and an NFL themed ranking. What's up, guys? Welcome to the very first episode of the Crew Sports Podcast. I'm Michael Keem, joined here by Vito Patel. What's going on, Vito? What's up, Michael? How are you? Not bad. How are you? Doing really well. So let's start with an introduction. With this being a sports podcast, I think we should each go through, introduce our teams. You want to start, Vito? Yep, I'm Vito Patel, and my favorite teams are the Chicago Bulls for the NBA, uh, Notre Dame for college football, and I mean, I'll, I'll watch them. There's college basketball. Uh, just Notre Dame fan. Also like IU for college sports as well, because I went to Indiana. And then I also like the Chicago Bears for the NFL. How about you, Michael? So college, I'm the same as you. IU and ND. So have some agreement there. NFL, though, I'm a Bills fan. And I've been a Bills fan since before they were good. Okay. <laughs> so I don't want to hear anything. And I'm a Miami Heat fan. That was kind of bandwagon. But I've stuck with mm-hmm. it since the LeBron days. And then soccer, Real Madrid. All right, so it's finally that time of year again, football season. Oh, it's fall. Yeah, fall <laughs> means football season. We're going to start with college football. So, Vito, what were your initial thoughts on week one of college football? Roll Tide. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'm not an Alabama fan, but I'm starting to really like the Crimson Tide because Alabama looks pretty solid. And, like, their defense, I think, is even better than last year. Uh, and their offense didn't really seem to skip a beat, which just doesn't really make sense when you keep losing all these NFL caliber quarterbacks and receivers that they like pretty much just rebuild. Bryce Young had a really solid game. He had 344 yards passing and four touchdowns paired with an absolute stud at wide receiver, uh, John Mechie. I don't know if you guys uh, have saw that huge highlight from last year's SEC championship game, but John Mechie absolutely rocked a Florida defender who got an interception and he caused a fumble. Well, he's back and he's probably their top receiver this year. And their defense, I don't, I'm not really too familiar with all the stars on that def- defense, but I mean, they looked really solid. They shut down a really good quarterback for Miami, uh, Dear King, and their offense. And they made it look like they weren't even ranked in week one, which means they just are going to get better every week, too. I was going to say, is it possible that Bama's better than last year? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't think so, because especially the way they destroyed Ohio State in the championship game, but like, yeah, they could be. I mean, I would say their defense is probably better than last year. And their offense, I don't think Bryce Young is too much worse than Mac Jones, which is crazy to say. Bryce Young looked really good. Uh, next game I want to talk about, Georgia Clemson was a really good game. I know his final score was only 10-3, and on paper seemed kind of boring. But the defense in that game was amazing. No, I totally agree. Not a single touchdown was scored by either team, which is insane offense, and like both yeah. those teams both yeah offense yeah my bad <laughs> the georgia did score that pick six but like uh defensively speaking like both teams really showed out and uh, i mean both their offenses like are really solid like both of them have really good quarterbacks but i mean georgia just had the better defense that day i think from my biggest takeaway from that game as good as i said alabama's defense was both those teams could probably compete at that low and like clemson's uh defensive line 
were pretty familiar with had like a bunch of good pass rushers from last year but like i think they're just they're even better than last year in pass rushing but unfortunately though clemson already lost and they played in the acc which means they probably might not make the playoffs this year i thought georgia's defense was even more impressive than clemson's like clemson's offense looked unsettled the whole game like georgia's defensive line i think they had what, seven sacks or something like that all day yeah. they they didn't give dj a chance no that's his offense did absolutely nothing that whole game like georgia's offense at least sometimes they they like got a couple first downs on some drives they moved it a little bit overall i mean no one had touchdowns like you said but but i thought georgia's defense was just clamps the whole game from start to finish yeah yeah absolutely uh, and I, I agree with that georgia's defense was really yeah they were definitely the better one i mean they had Clemson only had like less than 200 yards the entire game. They had uh, a 180 total yards for that game, which is like, I mean, that's insane. Yeah, but Thinking all the about offense... the Clemson teams that we've seen in the past, exactly, exactly. But all the offensive weapons they have, and I mean, I know they lost Trevor Lawrence, but DJ was just as good, honestly. Like he is a really good quarterback. He's a five-star recruit. Like DJ was supposed to be really good. He was one of the big Heisman favorites. So for Georgia's defense to leave that guy pretty much scoreless outside that field goal like that's really impressive we're both notre dame fans so we're gonna be talking about notre dame but what were your takeaways from the game dang that was that was a little scary <laughs> especially towards the end yeah but, that's that's typical notre dame bro. They, <laughs> they don't know how to put games away they just let let them hang around no uh, exactly think about that game halfway through the third quarter you're like wow this notre dame team is so elite and like because that's what I was thinking, because, like, they're passing the ball really efficiently, mm-hmm. and their defense was, t- like, Kyle Hampton, holy. like That was good. Top five draft pick for sure. Like, I mean, that's what they're projecting him, but he's, like, that was before he got two interceptions. He showed it. Yeah, he showed it that game. Yeah, he's, he's certainly a dog. And so, like, when you see, like, the offense moving so efficiently, the defense having all these big plays by, like, a bunch of sacks that game, like, Isaiah Foskey, one of our defensive stars, also had two sacks, and, like, you know, we were just like all over the ball on defense and we we're scoring in different ways on offense, not just running the ball the same play. You'd think, you know, this team is crazy good. They're going to run up the score. But we started running the ball on offense in the fourth quarter and we started playing prevent defense. Like, I, I just don't understand. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand what was going on there. And that's eventually what led to Florida State coming back uh, because we eased up on them, really. We just ran the ball on offense and we played prevent defense and that was that was kind of a little disappointing to see and it almost cost us the game because they tied it up and went to overtime yeah i was impressed with cohen yeah i haven't really been that impressed with with our notre dame quarterbacks in the past few years like i was never really big on book i agree i thought he's good but i like cohen i thought he had a good deep ball there were like a couple of those touchdowns were beautiful i agree oh my but and i think uh sorry to cut you off but i think even brian kelly like is so confident, Cone. Did you see for, early in the game, fourth and one, we passed the ball? Like, yeah, that is crazy. That was big. That was, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> exactly. I think. I think maybe this makes me think that maybe Ian Book and them weren't really that good of passers, and maybe that's why we ran the ball a lot. But I think if now that they see that we have actually have a capable passer, like we're gonna see that ball fly a lot more this year. Yeah, and good thing because let me know what you think about this. But I was unimpressed with Notre Dame's running game yeah. coming off like how dominant they are year to year and how good their offensive line always is. I didn't think they could ever really established the run that whole game. I, no, you're totally right there. We weren't running the ball well, and that's why like usually when we tried to run the ball out in the fourth quarter, like it still goes off pretty well because we could probably end up scoring by just running. But like this this time around, like they pretty much shut us down. 
I mean, to be fair, this offensive line is fairly new. Uh, from what I understand, there's a uh, you know true freshman I'd left tackle, and like so there's just a really young offensive line, but like still they're they're a big offensive line. They they should have done better than this, and like we really weren't bringing it to him in the run game. Like if Cone didn't ball out, I'm sad to say, but we could have lost this game if Cone wasn't playing like way he did yeah and for if Notre Dame wants to compete at the top they need to get that the run game going exactly and we have the running back talent like I, I oh yeah I don't blame Kyron like I saw him break tackles and still do Kyron things it's just like you know that offensive line wasn't giving him any holes there's just through. no holes sometimes yeah exactly yeah that's it's so weird to think about this we're a passing team and without because we don't have a good offensive line yeah it's weird we haven't we haven't had that in a while yeah, yeah I do want to comment on that defense real quick uh actually you know we gave up a lot of points when you really look at the first half uh like first quarter they didn't even have they had negative 10 yards or something on us because we were blitzing crazy and like our new defensive coordinator uh marcus freeman is like very aggressive very aggressive yeah he's known for his blitz package and holy we were getting to the quarterback we just couldn't sack him we couldn't make those tackles so hopefully they could you know wrap up but like because of that aggressive blitzing we could get these kind of interceptions because you know quarterback's not second guessing himself and we'll just let it fly but we have a safety like hamilton like who could come down with some of these picks so i think i think the defense is better than it showed and i think i think the offense is good but i think that offensive line really needs to work on it here's what i'll say about the defense i like the blitzing i like the aggressiveness but multiple occasions we were opened up in the back and they gave up big plays because of that that's what let florida state back in the game like they had a 60 yard touchdown they had an 80 yard touchdown yeah that's they gave up big plays too often i thought that's kind of where i was i was not impressed with the with no, the I, totally agree. On the back I guess that i mean blitz packages are risky in that sense where there's not as many people in the secondary and like if they break mm-hmm. that line of scrimmage they do go pretty far good teams will make you pay exactly we got to prevent those big plays though i think uh, the defense showed that they had some talent and showed some like pretty pretty cool like really big sparks, but they really got to wrap up is what I was mostly concerned about. No, their tackling started off good, but then in the end, they just they just let Florida stay back in. And we'll see. They'll, they'll have to they got to make some adjustments for, for down the road. Yeah, next week's Toledo, so hopefully they could, you know, practice and like just prep this game. And next the week after that's Purdue. So we'll make the next two games will be good practice and adjustment for like when we play the big boys like Wisconsin and North Carolina soon. Mm-hmm. Any other college games? Anything else you saw from this weekend that you liked? Uh, a lot of upsets. I'm not sure how many there were, but yeah, the ACC did not do very well this weekend. Oh my, yeah, their top teams: Clemson, North Carolina, Miami, all lost. They all had tough games, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was also uh, disappointed in IU. Yeah, but Iowa looked good. Iowa's defense, exactly, looks so that's, good. That's what I, that's what I was gonna comment about too. I think. I think I uh, I was a lot better than people think. Uh, I was looking at their record from last year, and they I'm pretty sure they lost their first two games, and they never lost a single game after that. Like Iowa ended the season on fire last year. Uh, no, they picked and, up right where they left off because they looked good against IU. Yeah, and so I I don't think Hoosier football should be as worried, like extremely worried. I think Iowa is just a really good team, but I know a lot of a lot of fans think that IU was going to make the playoffs. Like I, I already knew they like, reached all should be realistic. That was never a possibility. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. It was a twelve-team playoff. That's still a stretch, and maybe, but not the what the hell. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But I mean, competing. I think a good goal for IU should be uh, trying to get that nine or ten win mark. I, I don't think the ten win mark is going to happen. Nine wins could be possible. Yeah, but they do have a really tough schedule. They even had to play Cincy, Penn State, and 
Ohio State. Yeah, they got wow. a tough schedule. But I think winning a bowl game is reasonable. <laughs> yeah, I think that should be IU's goal. Especially after last year against Ole Miss, they did not look good. Yeah. What games should we watch next week in college? Uh, there's uh, two really big games, I'm pretty sure. And it isn't really big. Not as big as the Clemson-Georgia game, but still fairly big. Ohio State and Oregon are playing this Saturday, and that's that's going to be a big one. I think Ohio State takes care of business. I, they have so much receiver talent, and it's in Columbus. And I don't think Oregon's that good, but still, Oregon's a really talented team. Yeah, they always are. Yeah, exactly. Especially offensively. Exactly. And this year, yeah, they're pretty good defensively too. They could give uh, Ohio State a run for their money, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect anything else. Mm-hmm. And the other big game I'd say is Iowa and Iowa State. Um, I want to watch that one. Exactly. Oh my God, both teams are really exciting. Honestly, Iowa State uh, is in the is like is a typical Big Twelve team. Really, really good offense against that really good Iowa defense. It's a pretty good show. That's a top ten matchup now. Oh, wow. ten. Yep, yep. It is that. Yeah, that and that's a battle of Iowa, and it's in Iowa State. So I think you know it's gonna be a really good game because if it was in Iowa, I think Iowa has a really good home field advantage. It's a big program. Uh, and it'd be hard for Iowa State to compete, but like now, since it's in Iowa State, like I could see, I could see either team coming out on top. Who do you think wins that one? I'm gonna go with the Big Ten. I think I I was just built a little better. I like the quarterback for Iowa State, uh, Brock Purdy. I remember when he played like Notre Dame a couple years mm-hmm. ago, and he was really good last year. And then last year, Iowa State also had like the top running back college football, uh, Brees Hall, and he's back as well. So Iowa State's offense is gonna be really explosive, but. I just think Iowa's a more balanced team. And, oh, wow. Looking at Iowa State's first week one results, actually, they had a pretty bad game. They won only by six points to the Norton Iowa Panthers. So definitely going to go with Iowa. I think Iowa State might, in fact, be overrated. <laughs> okay. Way too early playoff predictions. Who do you oh. think gets in the playoffs this year? But just based off of this, based <laughs> off only week one of college football, we're already picking playoffs. <laughs> That's tough. Uh, but I'm going to say Alabama for sure. Yeah. I think they're a lock already. That's insane. Yeah, exactly. I, I just, yeah, I can't even see any team really competing with them. Then second, I'm going to go with the Ohio State. I think they're going to come back again this year. Just a repeat of last year's championship. I don't really see anyone in the Big Ten really competing with them. Except maybe Iowa. That that could be interesting, actually. Georgia looks like a lock because like even if they lose one game to like Alabama or something I think that win against uh Clemson week one is big enough and their defense looks really mean and the last spot as much as I hate to take Notre Dame out of this I don't think we make it this year but I'm gonna give it to Oklahoma I think Oklahoma uh they're gonna fix a lot of problems and I mean they made the playoffs a lot but and they've always had good quarterbacks so it's not like anything's different they're the exact same thing on offense but i think this year they're actually gonna have a good defense and i think week one they struggle a little bit but i think they've cleaned things up and i think oklahoma makes the playoffs so it's gonna be alabama ohio state georgia and oklahoma yeah i think the same i think bama's really? a lock yeah i think bama's a lock and ohio state looked really good i think ohio state wins out and then i think georgia will just lose to bama in the sec championship i think those are gonna be the top three and then I think it's between three and four, who I'll also take. I think Oklahoma fixes a few things from week one. Even though it was a close win, but a win's a win. I think they, they fix up their offense. I think Oklahoma grabs fourth spot. And I don't think, I don't think like Clemson or Notre Dame 
I don't think their their resume is going to be good enough to to knock Georgia out of top four, even if they just even if they only lose to Bama. I I take those four as well. Exactly. That's what I was thinking too. I think those four teams do win out. I think I th- I think Notre Dame has a lot of uh, opportunities on that schedule, but something about this team just tells me they're probably going to lose one game. Yeah, that's and the thing. If, if Notre Dame loses one game, they they don't. I don't think the resume is strong enough because they without having that conference championship, that's Notre Dame's weakness and not exactly. being part of a conference is they exactly. gotta they have to win out to get in. Yeah, you have to win out. I mean, if, even if they went out too, like let's say all assume all those teams are undefeated except Georgia, which assuming their only losses to Alabama, like I'd still kind of like if I were a committee, I'd still probably give it to Georgia, just because like who does beat Bama? Mm-hmm. Like no one. It'd be like to be fair too to last year, like Notre Dame's only loss was to Clemson, and we still made the playoffs, so it'd be like you know keeping it consistent. Let's switch over to NFL now. The season starts Thursday with Bucks Cowboys, and we'll we'll talk about that matchup more in a bit. So what I want to do now is let's go pick our division favorites for the year. So we'll start in the AFC. Start with the AFC East. Who you got for the AFC East? I got my pick already. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's the Bills. Yeah, I'm taking the Bills. They're they're so good. Josh Allen. They're just gonna leave off from last year. And uh, I hope but I will so. say I will say the Patriots and the Dolphins are probably gonna be better than last year. So it's gonna be a little and harder. the Jets. I think Bills improved the least from this year from last year to this year. Mostly because they they're kind of close to the top already, so there's not that much to improve. But I think the Patriots have nine players coming back, so they're gonna have one of the best defenses. And from what it sounds like, Mac Jones is really getting the system down, and he seems like Belichick's guy, which I don't like as a Bills yeah. fan. Yeah, Mac Jones is so good in the off season. I mean mm-hmm. preseason that he like they didn't give Cam Newton a chance; they just kicked him out of uh, New England. Yeah, they just cut Cam, so they. They know Mac Jones is their guy, so that's kind of scary. Uh, the Dolphins, well, the Dolphins got two of some weapons. They got his old teammate Waddle, and they got Will Fuller in the offseason. So the Dolphins made some good moves. And the Jets got Salah as their coach, and people were saying they like their quarterback play too. So I think all th- three of the other teams improved a lot. Yeah, but even, even that being said, the Bills are just too much. But it it will be closer. All right, AFC North. Yeah, give me the Browns. <laughs> I think they were really good last year, like defensively, and they got my boy Jeremiah Uzukoromoa, who's an absolute stud at linebacker. So their defense is just gonna be better. And then they also got Odell Beckham coming back. So like they're pretty much like last year's team, but better. So I I don't know. And I I really don't like Lamar Jackson as much as a lot of people do. So really? give me the Browns. See, that's why I went Ravens. Last year, the Ravens' passing game was a little off. I think their passing game gets back to how it was in Lamar's MVP year, and I think their defense is still good. Now they they have had some some injuries at running back, which might limit their offense, but I think their running game was just so good with Lamar. I think they'll still be able to run the ball well, and I've heard they've been working out Le'Veon. I, I take I'm taking the Ravens. Oh, there's always there's just always hype around the Browns, yeah. and they just never like fulfill it. But they're a good team. They're loaded with talent, but I like the Ravens. Out of the AFC, like as a Bills fan, I'm the only two teams I'm scared of are the Ravens and the Chiefs. The AFC South, I think this team you should be worried about, and it's the Tennessee Titans. Like, I mean, they've been consistently making the playoffs the last couple of years. I mean, they had that good playoff run a couple of years ago when they beat the Patriots and they beat the Ravens. Uh, and 
I mean, that was because of King Henry, but now they've been developing another receiver named A.J. Brown who's been going off as of late. And to add to that, now they got Julio Jones. So that offense is, like, really, really tough. Like, three superstar weapons. And then, I mean, their defense is solid. It's not that good. But I think their offense is good enough, especially to beat the AFC South, which I think the only team I'd be worried about to beat would be the Colts. But uh, Carson Wentz, is, is, isn't Carson Wentz injured? Uh, they said he's going to play week one. Oh, okay, bet. But I still I still think they're better anyways. Yeah, I took the Titans as well. That is another team that I don't like very much. They always play the Bills tough. In terms of the rest of the division, the Texans are tanking on purpose. I think the Jags are too far away to do anything. I like the Colts. The Colts were good last year with Rivers, and I think Wentz is going to do about the same as Rivers. But they need to get healthy. I think Colts pick up a wild card spot, but in terms of division, uh, I like the Titans as well. That's a scary offense, but they got a lot of holes on defense. The AFC West, this is a fun division. It it's cool, but it's not. No one's really gonna be better than the Chiefs. No, that's a lock for the Chiefs. Yeah. But the Broncos and the Chargers are two fun young teams. I agree. Oh man, Justin I like Herbert. Both of those teams. Yeah, and Teddy Teddy's the quarterback for. The Broncos, but what excites me more than Teddy, I believe, is the young studs at receivers, and and I love Patrick Sertan. I love the Broncos secondary. It's yeah. absolutely stacked. I think their defense is going to be good just because of their secondary. Yeah, absolutely. I right, let's move on to the NFC, the NFC East. Yeah, give me the Cowboys. Yeah, last year without Dak, they really missed a lot, but Dak, Dak is a really good quarterback, and I think and Zeke, they get Zeke back. exactly, and Zeke's back. And CD did have his rookie year last year, I believe, but like CD Lamb didn't really have a solid quarterback like Dak to throw throw to him. I think you'll see that offense really go off. You know, they have Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, and uh, Dak Prescott, uh, and Zeke. Like just big four on offense. Yeah, but it's the Cowboys. We got Week 17 now, so they can eight and eight. So they're either gonna be nine and eight or eight and nine. Yeah, I know. No, I'm kidding. But I like Washington in this division. Washington's defense is really good. They got Fitzmagic over yeah. there now, leading the offense. But I think Washington relies on their defense. I think they take the division. All right, NFC North. This is your division now. <laughs> this will be the last year the Packers win. Because the reason I give it to Packers, actually, is just because Justin Fields isn't going to play this year, probably. And Aaron. Also, the other reason is because Aaron Rodgers is probably going to leave this yeah. year. But in general, there's no real receiver quarterback combo, in my opinion, that's better than Aaron Rodgers and mm-hmm. Devontae Adams. And their defense has been getting better every year. Uh, bunch of studs on defense. I think they're they're by far the best team in the NFC North. Uh, yeah. And lines have gotten worse now that they've got rid of Stafford. And and the Bears are going to basically play an old man quarterback, so they're not going to be that good. And Vikings just no. Yeah, I think there. the Vikings are still a step behind the Packers. I think it's a lock for the Packers. Yeah. I think the NFC South is a lock too. I think it's Bucks. Yeah, I, I would say the Bucks, but I will be. I will say the Saints are going to be surprisingly good. They didn't lose too much talent, honestly, outside Drew Brees, and I don't think. I I think Jameis is pretty good. You have it on the Jameis bandwagon. I, I am. I think that year he led the NFL in passing yards and interceptions. And interceptions. <laughs> but the passing yards shows that he was willing to take risks. Uh, yeah, he, so did the interceptions. Okay, yeah, actually. Okay, that's not even a good point. But I think. I, <laughs> but I guess he got he got LASIK since then. So he can see now. Yeah, I think I think they'll be pretty good. And now he has a run game, a solid run game with Alvin Kamara. 
I don't think they're mm-hmm. going to take too many. They're not going to take a step back by much at all. The NFC West is the most fun division. I think this Fact. is the most competitive division. I could see all four teams almost winning it. Same. I but who would you end up going with? Yeah, I would end up going with the Rams. I think their defense is the best of all those teams, even though I would argue the 49ers defense is really solid too. But they have that, and they got Matt Stafford on a court, as quarterback now. I think they're the best team in that division. Yep, I like the Rams a lot. I think their defense, I think they have the best defense in the league. Yeah, I agree. Between them and the Bucks. Yeah. I mean, Vidonald and Ramsey, they have like arguably mm-hmm. the best corner and arguably the best pass rusher right there. Same defense. And a bunch of other playmakers, too. And, yeah, like you said, I love Matt Stafford being there. I think he's finally going to be able to show how good he really is. And he's got weapons. I think the Rams are going to be fun. All right, let's look into a week one preview. Let's start with the 1 o'clock games. Tell me how you feel about the 1 o'clock games. So, first game we got this Sunday, Jags-Texans. That's a good one. <laughs> Jags. Yeah, uh, I can't. Yeah, I don't really like either teams, but I'm gonna go. Deshaun Watson's not playing, am I correct? No, they're. I think the Jag. I mean, the Texans are just tanking already. The season yeah. hasn't even started. Exactly. So it's, this year's tankers versus last year's tankers, but I'll take this. I'll take last year's tankers for the win. Trevor uh, Lawrence. The Jags are trying now. Trevor Lawrence gets his first win in his first week. All right, the next game, Bills Steelers. Bills. Not biased, but I think this is a real good game. Yeah, I I think so too, but I think Bills win. Bills will show Yeah, I take the Bills. I think I don't know. Like the Steelers showed last year, they're kind of frauds. Like yeah, I'm taking the Bills start off hot this year. All right. Jets Panthers. Yeah. Jets are gonna get better, but they're not gonna beat the Panthers. Still so, Panthers aren't great, but they're better than the Jets. Is how I look at it. I think the Jets are gonna take a little bit to they got a new coach, new quarterback. They got a lot of new pieces. I think they need a little bit to like gel. I, I'm not really that high in the Panthers, but yeah, I'm taking the Panthers. Cardinals, Titans. Yeah, give me the Titans. King Henry. Really? Yeah. I took the Cardinals on this one. Yeah, it's it's, it's gonna be a really good game. Uh, I I really love Kyler Murray and the offensive power. Yeah, bro, the Cardinals got some good pieces, and I think their defense will be improved. I think Cardinals yeah. take it week one. This is another good game. Chargers versus the football team. <laughs> uh, give me the football team. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a really good game, though. That defense. They're gonna cause some problems. I think Chase Young is a stud. Yeah, he had a big year, rookie year. He made a media impact. Vikings, Bengals. Yeah, Vikings. Uh, I think Bengals are gonna be improved though. Joe Burrow coming back off that injury. Yeah, I think the the Vikings are a solid team though. Continuing Seahawks at Colts. Colts win this first game at home. Solid defense, and I think Carson Wentz starts his career in Indy off with a dub. I'm taking the Seahawks. So the Colts, they're gonna have Carson Wentz, but Nelson's gonna be out for a little bit. And Colts, I mean, Wentz has been out for a lot of the offseason. He hasn't gotten too many reps. And the Seahawks just bringing back a lot of guys from last year. And the Seahawks always start the season off hot. Taking Russell Wilson and Seahawks in that one. Moving on. Battle of the Birds. Eagles at Falcons. Yeah, I'm going to take the Falcons. I think I think even though they lost Julio, they didn't really use him a lot. Uh, and now they got Kyle Pitts, I believe. And he's going to be an absolute stud. And I just don't like the I just don't like the Eagles. 
I honestly, I'm not really too high on either of these teams, but I'm taking, I'm taking the Eagles. And honestly, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of my pick either, but just because I don't like either of those teams to win that game. <laughs> I think they're both bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. The last one o'clock game, we got 49ers at Lions. Uh, I think that's yeah, an easy 49ers. one. Yeah. Taking 49ers. All right. The, the 425 games are good, though. We got Browns at Chiefs. That's going to be good. A good test for the Chiefs start off the season. Yeah, that, yeah, that's gonna be a tough one. Uh, but I think Chiefs are the better team, and they're not gonna lose at home. Yeah, I think so too. I agree. Dolphins at Patriots. I think the Patriots. I think they're gonna have a top five defense. Yeah, for I, sure. Maybe top three. I think top three is gonna be the Rams, the Bucks, and the Patriots. Absolutely. Yeah, they they had a lot of people who didn't play last year because of COVID and other reasons. So they're all coming back and. Man, I think Mac Jones is really good. So they're gonna they're gonna beat the Dolphins. All right, moving on. Next game we got is Broncos at Giants. I'm gonna go with the Giants on this one because uh, just mostly because of the home field, and I think they're gonna get better. Saquon's coming back, and I think I think they get this dub. I really like the Giants. They're a solid team, except two places. They don't have a quarterback, and they don't have an offensive line. Both these teams are young, and these are two exciting teams. But I'm taking the Broncos. Actually, facts. That Broncos secondary is nice. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm not going to change and that. I, I think, I think the I'm Broncos gonna... D-line will have a field day against the Giants offensive line. I don't really like the Giants many matchups, but I think I think they're going to find a way to win this game at home. Yo, this is another good game. Packers at Saints. I'm going to go with the Saints on this one. I don't think they're necessarily the most talented team, but going back to what I was saying, James Winston is not going to take too many steps back from Drew Brees and they're gonna win this game at home. Really think so? I'm not that high on on the on Jameis. I'm taking the Packers. Our Sunday night game: your Bears against the Rams. Damn, you guys got prime time week one. Dang, I mean, battle of Chicago versus LA, big cities. I kind of understand the hype, and I think like people are gonna be really excited to see Justin Fields. He's not gonna play, and because of that, I I mean, Dalton's not bad, but we have receivers, we have talent. But we need a quarterback to get those guys involved. And either way, even if Fields played, he's not going to beat that Rams secondary and that pass rush. Yeah, that Rams defense is nice. And they're going to be so much better with Stafford on offense. I think Rams probably wouldn't. Yeah. All right, and then we got our Monday night game. It's Ravens at Raiders. And I'm really, I'm really not that high in the Raiders. I don't really like Gruden that much. So I'm, I'm taking Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to establish their run game like they have in previous years. And I think Lamar's pat is gonna be able to pass again. I think he's gonna look closer to his MVP year than than last year. I totally agree. Same exact analysis. All right. So Thursday, the season kicks off with Bucks Cowboys. Let's talk a little bit more about that game. So right now, seeing on DraftKings, they got the line at Bucks minus eight, and so it's crazy. The Bucks are kind of going with the if it ain't broke strategy. So they won the Super Bowl last year, and all twenty two starters are returning. So they had one of the best defenses last year, and they kept everyone. So they're going to have one of the best defenses again this year. What do you think about the Bucks? I think, oh, man. I mean, I've never, I don't even know if I've heard of a team that's, like, won the Super Bowl and got everyone back. But, like, coming into that season, everyone's like, this team is so stacked. Halfway through the season, they start losing games. Like, oh, these Bucks, they just couldn't, you know, get that chemistry together. Well, they did get the chemistry together towards the end of the season, and they killed everybody in the playoffs. So now a whole other offseason for more chemistry, like, they already had a talent. This is going to be like, they could probably win 13, 14 games this year and easily I could see them repeating. 
Like they're yeah. gonna be tough to and beat. And the Cowboys got they got Zach Martin out. What Dak and Zeke are returning after big injuries last year. But I mean, in terms of this game, I, I don't think I think the Cowboys are gonna take a couple weeks to get their offense figured out. So, what are your predictions? What are your score prediction? I'd say I'd say Tom Brady and the offense goes cruising along. They're not gonna go too crazy. I'd say they thirty-one. Uh, the Bucks and I'm gonna say Dak and them will score a little bit, but they're not gonna score much. The so 17, uh, the Cowboys 31 to 17. I had Bucks 28 17. Oh, <laughs> wow! All right, we're pretty close. All right, so we both agree the Bucks are <laughs> taking it. Our next segment every week we're gonna do a segment called Rank It. It's pretty self-explanatory. We just get a new topic and we rank things. So this week's Rank It is top three teams you're most excited for this coming NFL season. You want to start us off, Vito, with your number three? Yeah, Cleveland Browns. I already talked about them, but wow, I'm, I'm excited. I think the Browns are going to turn some heads. They had a great year last year. A lot of good returning defensive pieces. And Jeremiah Wusakoromoa, who's just going to be an absolute stud at linebacker. Uh, and then Odell's coming back. So they're going to be just as good as last year, if not better. I think Baker's Mayfield's are going to get a little better, too. You think Baker takes another step? Yeah, every year he's been playing with like some kind of injury with some of his offense pieces. I'm not gonna say everyone's gonna stay healthy this year, but like, you know, you got Nick Chubb at running back, who's one of the best running back for sure, and then uh, Odell and Jarvis at receivers and some others. John Donovan Peoples Jones was going off last year. They're they're gonna be really solid. All right, so before I give my number three, I will give an honorable mention. After seeing what the Giants did this off season and their young guys from last year, I was really excited for this team. However, like I said earlier i think they only have two holes bro on the whole roster as quarterback and o-line i'm not that big of a fan of daniel jones and their o-line last year was not great and they didn't do anything to fix it really and because of that i don't think they're going to be that great but the rest of the team is so good they have so many weapons on offense and their defense is pretty solid so kicking them out my number three is the cardinals they got Great offseason additions. They added J.J. Watt and they added A.J. Green. A.J. Green, I know he was kind of quiet last year, but he's going to be the number two receiver next to D-Hop. I think that's going to be a problem. Oh. They have a good receiving core now. And they also added Malcolm Butler on defense and James Conner in the backfield. Yeah. So they got yeah. new weapons on offense, depth on defense, and I like their coach. I think Kingsbury is really good. Dang. Like especially offensive-minded. No, you're totally right. Yeah, that that's, that's going to be a really good team. I like that. Mm-hmm. Who's your number two? I'm going to say the New England Patriots. And uh, even though I said the Bills could win, I, I was saying watch out for the Patriots. I think Patriots are going to be tough. They got a lot of their players coming back because they had, I think, the most players in the NFL uh, that sat out last year because of COVID of any team. And then Cam Newton had a bad year, but, like, Mac Jones uh, was balling out in the uh, preseason. He had the best, like, PFF pro football focus grade of any of all the other rookie quarterbacks. And he was so good that they kicked out Cam Newton without even giving him a chance as being a backup. So, look for the Patriots to be pretty solid again this year. Yeah, I think the Patriots are going to have much better the year than last year. I think they they could grab a wild card spot maybe. But my number two is the Chargers. I think their offense is going to do great. I really like Herbert. And they're I think they're a young team that's going to keep going, keep improving from last year. And they revamped their offensive line a little bit. I think that's going to help their offense a ton. So I'm really excited to watch the Chargers. And your number one. Is it going to be the Bears? 
Nah, nah, that'd be that'd be <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, if Fields is starting, I would I'd be really excited for them, but he's not gonna start. He's exciting, but I'm gonna go with the Tennessee Titans. Oh, uh, going back to them. I mean, who stops Julio? Like, I think I think what or AJ problem, Brown or, or Derrick Henry or exactly. And the thing I like about Ryan Tannehill, which I think was a problem with Matt Ryan, is Matt Ryan would like. He would target. He would take advantage of Julio much. Like Tannehill, even though I don't think he's a better quarterback than Matt Ryan, I think he does do a good job of utilizing his mismatches, and he's going to utilize uh, Julio's size a lot more and target Julio. I think who's like there's a reason I think Julio wanted to leave anyways. You know, mm-hmm. I, and I think part of that was because Matt Ryan refused to you know make him a big part of that system. So I think you're going to see a lot of Julio, especially since how do you stop Derrick Henry? You got to play closer to the box if you do that Julio and AJ Brown are gonna beat you over top like that offense is gonna be insane yeah they can figure out that offense they're gonna be a problem but yeah my team that I'm most excited for and I think it's gonna have a huge year is the Rams I really think adding Matt Stafford to that Rams team like people are gonna see how good he was because the fact that the, the Lions won any games in the last like seven years was because of Stafford and and that offense with a top two defense, I think the Rams are they're gonna make noise this year. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And th- th- those guys were pretty good. They have a decent receiving core in, in for the Rams. And like Matt Stafford is Matt Stafford really like? Can you really name outside of Calvin Johnson an absolute stud at receiver that they had in Detroit? Like he made can you name any good player they had. <laughs> exactly, he made them all like decent, and they made the playoffs a couple of times with Stafford just because. He's just that good of a player. I mean, yeah, that's what I, I think Stafford's elite, but just uh, people forgot about him or people wouldn't watch him just because he was in Detroit for so long. I think he's going to show this year his like true level and people are going to pay attention to him more once they see. Yeah, I think he could throw for 5,000 plus yards. Yeah, that'd be the team I'd be worried about for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I think the Rams and the uh, Green Bay just because of Rodgers and Adams. And yeah, they have a good defense too. All right, so we got NFL starting right around the corner. All right, last thing before we switch over, and we're just going to talk a little NBA before we end this pod. What is your prediction for the Bears this season? Uh, Bears, I mean, I think I think Bears are going to continue to have a solid defense. Uh, I know we got a new defensive coordinator. Uh, and I think I think last year we played too much uh, provide defense. I think we, we could utilize some more blitzes, but... So defense is going to do its job. It's going to be one of the top 10, top 15 defenses in the NFL. The offense, we have pieces. I think Dalton is not actually better than Trubisky. I actually actually think Trubisky is better than Dalton, uh, as bold as that is to say. So I think the offense might need to take a step back. I think around halfway through the season, though, we put in fields, which is going to be exciting. But by then, we're going to be too big in a hole. We also have a really hard schedule. And so I think the Bears and the season 7 and 10. (laughs) It's weird, out of 17 games. But yeah, actually, actually, crazy thing is, Michael, we have. I mean, I remember seeing the stat, but let me just count out: nine teams from on our schedule made the playoffs last year, and that doesn't include Minnesota, who could be pretty good, and it doesn't include Bengals that are gonna be a little better, and it doesn't include. Uh, I mean, it doesn't include the Raiders. Like, there's there's a lot of other good teams on that schedule. Like, looking at that schedule, a lot of these games are losable. So I think seven ten is even bold. I would say. And even as a Bears fan, I'd say that's pretty bold, but I'm going to say 7 and 10. When I first like heard saw the schedules come out, I thought the Bills were going to have a tough schedule. We're playing the AFC South and the NFC South. 
but it's that's really not that bad because I don't I think the AFC South's not very good outside of the Titans, and the Colts are pretty decent, and the NFC South. I say the Bucks and the and the Saints are good, but you don't know the divisions the Bears are playing. Ooh. It's gonna be the AFC North and the AF NFC West. Yeah, those are the, those are two tough divisions. And then and we got to play the Packers twice on top of that. Yeah, that's gonna be that's yeah, gonna be that a tough sucks. schedule. <laughs> Looking at the Bills schedule, I see three like tough matchups: Chiefs, who I feel like we've played we've played the Chiefs the last three years, the Bucks. And the Titans. And the Titans played us really tough last year. And I feel like they always play us tough. But those are three like the uh, three main challenges. They got a, a couple other tough games, but I think the Bills fourteen and three is a pretty Yeah, I take that. Is a pretty safe record. Schedule's not like too bad. It's it's a little tough. Mm-hmm. But and your team is really solid. Uh yeah, they got I mean they got good tests. It's a good matchups, but yeah, I like it. All right, so switching over to NBA a little bit now, just to end this. I feel like the NBA offseason generates almost as much news as the regular season. That's why I love the NBA so much. I would argue sometimes the offseason is more exciting than the regular season. I know. don't really watch too much of the regular season until the playoffs. The offseason is always so much drama and crazy things going on. So we'll start with the biggest story, I think, is the Ben Simmons saga. And yeah. it seems like Ben doesn't want to be in Philly, and they're I guess they're they're looking for trade options now. Where where do you think he goes, or where do you think he even fits? He doesn't fit too well in many teams. That's what uh, I was looking at this. I couldn't figure out where he fits. Like wherever he goes, he's not playing point guard anymore. He has to switch over exactly. like a, like a Draymond Green type of role. Exactly. I think I think he'd be better suited as like a three. But I mean, a three on a good shooting team, I think would be really solid. Like. I, I don't know if Golden State can, but if Golden State could make a move for Ben Simmons, I think that'd be a good fit. I guess Draymond Green kind of does what a lot of Ben Simmons does too, though. So it's like it doesn't yeah, even. See, that's why I don't. I don't yeah, like the Golden I guess, State fit. Ugh, that's there's. I, I don't, Hawks are good, but like they're not that crazy of a shooting team either, and they already have some good interior defense. Uh, I don't really like him on many teams, honestly. I didn't really like him there as it is. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't get me wrong. I think he's a great player, and I don't know what was going on last year. I think he he can shoot or score. Maybe not shoot. I think he can score a little mm-hmm. better than he showed in the playoffs. <laughs> he wasn't trying. Was like, yeah, like two points a game. But yeah, but I, it's hard. He doesn't fit in very many places. I was thinking so. The Minnesota is trying to get him. I don't really see how he fits like that well there. There yeah. should be a big team. So yeah. I guess they're not gonna. Well, the only other place I was even like considered be like the spurs and like i think just pop yeah just, i agree he can figure out how to yeah use spurs them. would be cool i i heard of minnesota but i don't really i don't even like that fit at all actually anthony edwards isn't like the type of yeah, playmaker I mean, yeah. anyways so if he's not playing point and i guess they have d low but like none of them are good playmakers except ben simmons but i don't want ben simmons playing point for that team and you have anthony edwards and d low like all around it's just not a good fit there yeah i'm really not sure but I don't think he starts the next season in Philly. I don't think he wants to be yeah. there. And, bro, when the Philly fans don't want you to be there, uh, you don't want to be there. You know, I was watching some, uh, like, off-season news for, like, the Bulls. And, like, one of the big – one of those big reports for the Bulls was uh, – he was asked, do you want uh, do you want Ben Simmons on the Bulls? And the reporter was like, hell no. <laughs> and, like – and I really think that's the answer for a lot of teams. I don't think he fits well for a lot of teams. I don't want to – you know, like, you don't want him on Miami, do you? Like, he would not fit well at all. 
Like, I mean, maybe on the defensive side, but, but like you guys he's not, he's not playing. Yeah, I just make the defense better, like bigger. I guess I don't know. Wherever he goes, he's not playing point guard. I don't think, because as a point guard, he doesn't fit anywhere. And this is not, yeah, this is not a slight against him. I think he's a great player. I think he's a really good defender, an elite passer, mm-hmm. and yeah, he's super athletic. But yeah, he needs to find somewhere and be like, like how Draymond Green is on the Warriors. Warriors. Honestly, yeah, he he'd be he would be better than Draymond. I feel like on the Warriors. I think action. Yeah, yeah, but know. I don't think the Warriors are gonna give up. Like they're not gonna like replace Draymond like that. Exactly. Anyway, so the other team making a lot of noise in the off season is the Lakers. So I mean, everyone's made fun of them for being like the oldest team to ever exist. But I kind of like their moves. They brought back like key pieces from their championship run, like Rondo and Howard, and they they added ex- experience like vets. I love Melo on that team, and I think bro, when you have stars in the NBA. They'll figure out how to play with each other. I think the only concern is come playoff time and when, like, your starters are playing, like, 40-plus minutes and you have, like, you got Westbrook and LeBron and AD and, and all those guys on the floor together for the whole time. That's the thing. That's where perimeter shooting is going to start being an issue. And that's what they'll need to figure out because I don't know who's going to be taking threes. But someone has to take threes. Yeah, and that's that's what I think, too, like, problem i have for that team is floor spacing but they have just so much talent that i think they'll figure it out and they don't have too many big problems they they got malik monk right i think he's a decent shooter but in general in general the only thing i'd be worried about is floor spacing i i think they they could probably win but i don't think that that's not gonna become a problem until the playoffs which is what counts but they got the whole regular season to figure it out yeah absolutely and who knows uh legio might make some mid-season moves <laughs> to get the get the shooters on that team, they don't have that many trading pieces anymore. They've used up all of them. That's fair too, but I don't know. For some reason, I just always see like I always think, oh, this team is too. There's no way they can make another move, and they always seem to make a move in the bronze of that team. You know what? Aussie's move that I don't think he's been talked about that much. So looking at last year, well, we talked a little bit over the summer about free agents for next year. And all the Nets guys were going to be free agents. So we, I remember me and you talking about, like, this was going to be, like, a make-or-break year for the Nets. Like, it's either they win it now because it looks like they're going to lose a couple of those pieces. But they re-signed their three big guys to the extensions. Yeah. Yeah, I heard. That is huge. That means they're there to, the big three is there to stay. But no one talks about yeah. that. So, I mean, that, that gives them time. Because I was thinking, like, oh, like, they got to win it this year or someone's leaving. But... And to be honest, that that Nets team, I know it's weird to say they're underrated. So I won't say they're underrated because they are actually absolutely really good. But like they, I in my opinion, they're the champions of this year if they stayed healthy. Like yeah, I think they would have been champions last year. I mean yeah, I mean last year. That's yeah. During like, cause like that that Nets. I mean that Buck series was good, but like it would have been. Uh, it wouldn't have been good if like Kyrie and Harden were healthy that series. Like they were up two zero when Kyrie was healthy. I still think it's the Nets championship to lose. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, they have the one thing that the Lakers don't have, and that's floor spacing. <laughs> mm-hmm. They got oh, they got shooters everywhere. They're like mm-hmm. the opposite of the Lakers. <laughs> honestly, if you combine those two teams, well, I mean, you can't really because that would just be crazy for cap space. But those two teams uh, really have each other's like weaknesses. I still think that's what I think that's what the finals matchup is going to be. Way too early finals prediction. Nets Lakers. 
All right, let's close it with who do you think had the best offseason in the NBA? I'm going to have to go bias this time, and I really believe it this time, and I'm going to go with the Bulls. I'm going to count this a little bit more towards last season, too. During the trading deadline, we got Vucevic, which they didn't really gel too well together because there's not much time left in the season at that point. Uh, I think but, he, was still, he still like was decent. Yeah, he was good, but we weren't winning games. So, yeah, we, we get Vuce. I think Levine's going to continue to be Levine. I think Lonzo is, like really underrated as a playmaker and that's what the bulls were missing we didn't really have like kobe kobe white and sadaransky were our point guards and they weren't really big playmakers at all like especially especially white he was a score first kind of guy so like having someone like lonzo who looks to pass first when you have all these weapons and also ddr which i didn't even know he averaged 20 plus a game again last year i thought he was way past his it was time. a quiet 20 plus on the spurs yeah exactly yeah you didn't really most people didn't really know about it and then we got patrick patrick williams that, I mean, we didn't get him, but like, like that starting five looks really good now. This is the first time I probably agree with your bias. Hey. I do. I like the the moves the Bulls made. I think Lonzo was a really good pickup. I think that was an underrated pickup because it just takes off. It takes some of the ball handling off of and some of the play creating off of Levine, who I felt like had to do almost everything for the Bulls last year. Absolutely. And another thing, yeah, he adds defense. Uh, yeah. Front court defense. Vucevic at th- uh, a little three point shooting. Overall, they're just completely new team. I feel like they they went from one of the worst teams in the NBA. I'm not saying they're one of the best, but they could definitely make. Like I definitely see them making the playoffs. Yeah. What well, were sure. they uh, like the 10 seed last year? I think. I want to say no. They were even lower than that. They were, I think, 11 or 12. Okay, so I think they go from 11 or 12. I think they, I think six to eight. So I think they make the playoffs too. Yeah, I like their team. I want to. I could see. See, I don't really know how much of how big of a jump they could make. Uh, but I I could see as high up as four, but uh, probably more around the six to seven ranges for me. I don't think they're gonna be eight. Actually, I'd say they're five or six is around where I think they'd probably be at. Five or six? That's pretty high. Yeah, I think seventy sixers, Nets, Bucks, are the team three teams that are a lock that's better than the Bulls. I think around the same league. I, I hate to say this, but the Heat are the same league as us now. I think the Heat are the same. Mm, they had a Kyle Lowry. They had good additions too. Yeah, like for Lonzo, it's like one of those things. The talent what doesn't show you how good of an addition it is. It's the ability for him to utilize like Levine and the others. Like the Bulls before, they were like just an ugly offense. They weren't moving the ball well. Mm-hmm. Lonzo himself isn't the one who's going to score, but he's going to allow everyone else to, you know get those touches yeah i agree but i don't think they're going past six seed yeah I, and i'd say hawks are in the same level and sort of knicks we're we're on the same no, level the, but hawks, I see any the of hawks get hot like they did in the playoffs and i i could see any of those teams like between the hawks he heat uh knicks and bulls i think any of those four could come out on top i don't think either of them are gonna get into the top three no yeah i think the, the top three well actually well there's the celtics there's too. we haven't talked about the celtics Oh yeah, they you know they went through a lot of injury problems with Jalen Brown, so mm-hmm. you know him coming back. I think I think they'll be pretty close to last year. I don't think losing Kembo is too too big. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it was either. Yeah, all right. I think those are the eight playoff teams, anyways. It's just how the order ends out. Yeah, I agree. I think the Bulls make it this year. Yeah, I do too. All right, that's all for this week's pod. If you're still here, thank you for sticking around to the end. And make sure to go follow at Crew Sports Pod on Twitter. That's where we'll post about all our new episodes and we'll get a chance to talk with you guys. So make sure to check that out. New episodes every Thursday during football season. So we'll see you guys next week. Peace.